Hello, thank you for sharing time with me this week on the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Welcome to the sacred space where we share stories, truths, and conversations to help you define and refine your best self. Ditch the senseless hustle, find your focus, and build a life you are fired up to live out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Whether you are building your slice of the kingdom from a couch, car, cubicle, or corner office, the sass and moxie delivered in this podcast will fill your soul tank and empower the courageous, gracious, tenacious, vivacious lioness you are. Today's show features another magnificent moxie chat. The mission of this series is to shine a light on the stories of divine, brilliant leaders who are taking risks, pushing through challenges, and living their best life out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. Are you ready to open, ignite, and nurture your mind, heart, and soul? Me too. Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Today's divine guest is Ms. Portia Allen. She is here to share her fierce, fiery, soul tank filling wisdom. Let me tell you a bit about her before we get started. Portia loves Jesus and people. She is a happy to be extrovert who thrives on being with others. She often uses the phrase, quote, you're my friend and I love you, exclamation mark, end quote. (laughs) Portia is married to the love of her life, Clinton Allen. They have three amazing boys and live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep, my home state. I love how she adds in her bio, there is way more to this state than the cold. Amen, sister, amen. Minnesota is amazing. Now, Portia has been in ministry for nine years and leads in various roles alongside her husband, Clinton, at River Valley Church in Minnesota under their lead pastors, Rob and Becca Ketterling. She has had the opportunity to speak in Minnesota and across the country and is passionate about uplifting and empowering women. You know we love that around here. Her goal as a friend is to cheer you on into what God has created you to be and remind you of the truth we so often forget. God is absolutely for you because he loves you. During our chat, we talk about faith, obviously, how people give her life. We also talk about the Sparkle Conference where we met through our friend, Sill and the exciting new project she's involved with called She Speaks Stories. It's a podcast. So without further ado, here's Portia. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I am so, so excited to introduce you to Portia Allen. Welcome to the show, Portia. It is my honor and joy to be here. Woo! So for those of you who don't know Portia, which is quite a bit of my community because Mm -hmm. this is the first time we introduced you. Yeah. Portia and I met in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Those of you who are deep into my social know that one of my very best friends on the planet, Syl, moved her family mm-hmm. and my God babies mm-hmm. back to Minneapolis uh, two years ago now, almost probably maybe even more than that. Gosh, mm-hmm. it flies. Coming up to half, yeah. 
I can't believe it. And last year I flew out to uh, Minneapolis to kind of see what it was all about, check it out. And I went to the Sparkle Conference at River Valley. And I fell in love with these ladies. And this beautiful woman walks out on stage and just like gives, drop the mic. And I'm like, who's that? So like, oh, that's Portia. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on the show. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I love it. You know, as a speaker, like you are as well, you know, we rarely get to go to conferences and be. Yeah. We're usually, uh, yeah, most of the time, 90% of the time, I'm at a conference to speak and yeah. I'm out doing all the speaker stuff, yeah. running around and again, getting to know people and, you know, looking for that one story that'll connect everybody in the room because it was a local story. And, and so it was such a joy to be sitting there with my sisters, wow. listening to you, um, listening to your amazing husband who leads <laughs> worship there. Hello. <laughs> Awesome. And see the thriving community that you are building Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. And wow. So (laughs) it's like, there's so many things we're going to talk about today, ladies, like just hold on lionesses. This will probably be a two, maybe a three part series. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about, um, let's talk about River Valley first, because that's for us where we met. That's where, where our paths crossed. What, What do you do there? Tell us about what's, what's your ministry look like there? Tell us about it. I, um, it's a big deal that my husband is on staff. Like you hear, oh, your husband's on staff. And so often what people say back to me is, oh, so then you are too. And I was up until about a year ago. I served as the local projects director, which just meant I oversaw what we did in the local community. And it was a blast. And I did it for almost five years. And then um, really felt the Lord saying it was time to step away. Um, But I am a huge advocate of River Valley and what they do and what they're doing in women's ministry. I think that we have the opportunity to go against the flow of of society because we have women that are friends. We have women that cheer each other on. We have women of every shape, every size, every color, every stage of life, and we're friends and truly sisters. And I've experienced it in my own life and I've watched it develop. And and it's one of the things, you don't have to be a part of our women's ministry, but I sure am going to try really hard. If you are a fellow daughter, if you're a fellow sister, you might as well come along and be a part, if not on our weekly basis, at our quarterly events, and definitely at our Sparkle event, because it just it's just good for women to see other women that go, oh, you, we can be friends. We don't have to put on fronts. We don't have to be our best self all of the time because I mean they said who can really be your best self all of the time um and so (laughs) but I I am just looking for people I'm an army brat my dad was um, in the army for 20 plus years and so I'm used to being the new kid so my unofficial what I do at the church is if you're new I'm gonna find you and um, (laughs) and invite you to be a part and connect you to other people because I know what it is to be the new person you know And because society makes it so hard for women, there's all of this judgment and looking, well, let's just bump all of that and just say, hey, I'm Portia, who are you? 
how are you on Murder River Valley? We're so glad that you're here. And I try to encourage others to do the same. If you're standing by somebody that you don't know, well, let's get to know them. And that's not just me. That's just part of the culture um, yes. of the church and of the house that we want you to feel at home. You'll see banners all over the place that say, welcome home. Yes. But my official ministry there is I'm, I'm very much a part of my campus's uh, women's ministry, which is called Sisterhood. And so I am, I'm one of the leaders of the morning and the evening group, and I'm part of the teaching team. And this year, stepped into a new role and was part of the writing team for the curriculum that we'll be studying this fall. Here's the best description of River Valley. If it were a restaurant, <laughs> I would say, because I used to be a waitress when I was in college, I have been in the kitchen and I would still eat there if it were a restaurant. Does that make sense? Oh, heck yeah, sister. I've been behind the curtain and I still say, hey, come in, pull up a chair at the table. You're going to have a great time. So. Well, you know, I, I felt that, you know, and Drew and I have had an interesting spiritual journey the last, you know, decade or so, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. It's, a, it's an interesting space to sure. be a disciple of Jesus. Sure. Uh, and really only because the media keeps telling everybody it is so unchurched, which I have <laughs> been my experience. However, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, my first experience with River Valley was Pastor Becca. Right. So her kind of welcoming everyone in that big, long, flowy clown. And I was like, oh, my goodness, she looks like an angel. Right. <laughs> this woman is into her fashion. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, and and her her heart for the women mm-hmm. and and her her heart to put her own insecurities aside. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of women in ministry and I know that River Valley is supportive of women in ministry, mm-hmm. which is one of another reasons that I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Pastor Rob is the same way. Yeah. He brings women to the table. And that is, that's something that I feel is such an important thing for uh, the bold men of God to yeah. be doing right now to show mm-hmm. everyone what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in my secular career, if you will, which right. is really is such a silly term because it's all ministry. It's all ministry. <laughs> But my, you know, the head of Moxie and SAS at D11 in that role where I'm working with a lot of organizations and and a lot of executive men, you know, they, they need to see it done the right way. And that's what we can do as, as the church. And and again, the media likes to point pain us as crazies. Right. And and I, I love when I see men of God do it well. Yes. And, and highlight the women of the church. And 50% of the population should not be less than. And it, for so many places, it is. And I mm-hmm. love seeing what you're doing. And Sparkle is only one example of that. Like, I know Syl was like boxing me madly. <laughs> it was last week or the week before. But he, y'all did this. Um, kind of a uh, home teams. I know on my podcast, it came through that there were so many speakers. (laughs) Yes. And it was like, there were, there were more females than there were male speakers. There were. Yeah. It was home team weekend. Yeah. My (laughs) husband and I were some of the speakers. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. I think that that, you know, here's the reality is that we, the reason we are, we're two or three are gathered mm-hmm. is because we learn so much from the two or three that are gathered yeah. there. Oh, that's so good. That's the so fun. Good. Yeah, and, no, I love that. 
I love it's so important for for the world to see us demonstrating that in so many beautiful ways. And so mm-hmm. kudos to you, River Valley. Kudos to you, Pastor Rob and Becca, for yeah. leading the way with love and light. I love that. Um, let's pop into something that is really on my heart when it comes to sisterhood, and that is success and helping each other sure. obtain our uh, the divine success we're, we're meant to, right? Sure. Our, our truest potential. So what does success look like to you in, in yeah. your world? What does that mean? Yeah. Um, when I am with somebody, and I hope that this will be the experience that we have today, because we the listeners can't see us, but we can see us, is that the person I am with, whether it is someone who is more experienced down the road of life or child or anybody in between that they will leave knowing that they've been seen because they're a person and they have value and they are a creation of the most awesome creator. And so I think when we really see people and if you can, you can't always have a conversation. Sometimes that's just locking eyes with somebody and smiling. Maybe it's the person at the grocery store. Sometimes it's knowing your server's name when you go to a restaurant. Mm. And, um, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I just, being with people and letting people know that they are seen and that they are valued and that they have meaning is really, really important to me. In fact, my husband kind of laughs at me. Our, the neighborhood we used to live in, they would have a progressive dinner and there's always a big dessert at the end. And we couldn't stay very long. And my regret, we were walking back to our house and I said, there were so many people I didn't talk to. There were so many people that I didn't look them in the face. And there were people that I didn't even get to meet. And he said, that's just killing you, isn't it? I was like, absolutely. As much fun as I had, I, I would be lying if I didn't say people are what I count as a success. People being able to connect with people because that's all, people are the only things that carry on from this life into the next. What I drive, where I live, and what I wear doesn't. But the people that I connect to, they will. That's so good. You know, that the concept of, of people being seen, people being heard, understood, loved, it's it's so important. And it and right now, in particular in our country, there's so much hate. Mm-hmm. There, there's so much judgment. Uh, and we need to lean into love more often. Absolutely. And, like, I... I know we talked about this a little bit in the green room. Like we can't control what other people do. No. Like like we need to stop that. We need to stop talking about, we need to stop glorifying Mm -hmm. the the naughty bits and we need to step in and shine a light so bright that it causes people to slow down and go, well, I want a little bit of that. Absolutely. And, and let that be love. Let that not be judgment. Let that not be hate. Let that not be, you know, counting all of the issues. And it it starts in our neighborhoods. Oh, for sure. For me, you know, my my neighborhood, uh, my my deepest neighborhood is social, right? Social Mm -hmm. media. I have thousands of people that I connect with on a monthly basis on these platforms. And it's so interesting when I have a conversation, whether it's from a stage or a one-on-one, and I talk to people about that, they're like, I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is part of like our responsibility when we are building communities. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can see someone and smile to them when you're on the street. However, what are you doing to them when they're online? Mm-hmm. And there's all these studies now about how social media can is you know inspiring depression and, mm-hmm. and anxiety, and it's like, well, that's because people are just using it as a megaphone. Well, for sure, for sure, and we don't we don't have to do that. I think they'll see a picture, but in case you don't, 
you were listening to a woman of color. Proud of it. So <laughs> excited that I am. Um, in fact, one of my boys, I have three boys. Uh, my oldest, he asked me, he was like, Mama, if you, could, if you could be anybody, would you choose to be a girl? And would you choose to be a black girl? And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, baby, I would. Because I love how God has made me. I love who he has made me to be. And growing up in the military, not serving, but child yeah. of someone serving, I got thrust into new situations all the time and frequently. Every few years, we were moving someplace new. And I remember thinking, you have a choice to make. You can either embrace who you are and jump right in, or you can hide who you are, which you can't hide the color of your skin. So I'm just going to own this is who I am. And what I feel like God has allowed me to do, for some, not for everybody, is to be a bridge, if you will. I grew up in a small town after my dad retired. Um, small town in Texas that I love, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there were people who were friends with me that I was their first friend of color. I know that I was. Mm -hmm. And so my hope and my prayer for them is that I would not be their last. That maybe because they met me and because I was kind and because I truly was a friend that they would go, huh, I can be friends with somebody who doesn't look like me, who doesn't have the same background as me. And there are a lot of issues that our country is facing right now regarding race. And I have decided that I will engage in those conversations, probably not on a social platform because I can't see you face to face and you can't read tone and all those different things. I will have the conversation, but I'm also going to have the conversation. I'm not going to yell at you <laughs> if I disagree with you. And I, I encourage my black sisters to do the same of if you come with a chip on your shoulder about a conversation that is already contentious, that is already difficult to talk about, that's not encouraging people to come and to have open dialogue. Um, that doesn't mean that we shy away from hard conversations, but I just think, man, honey, so much better than vinegar. And so maybe that's me, maybe that's my inner Pollyanna. I would like to think that that's Jesus in me and that I want to be open and kind to everybody, no matter who you are or what you look like. And hopefully, I can help spur you on to that as well of I can have a conversation. I can be in relationship with somebody who doesn't think the same way, who doesn't look the same way, maybe even doesn't have the same values politically, but we can still be in relationship with one another. Yes. And that's so huge. That's so beautifully said. You know, I, I as you know, I lead uh, women and women's empowerment mm -hmm. initiatives in in the real estate space. There's one in particular that I'm really passionate about that I'm working on called Woman Up. And I had so many people come up to me and say, you know, what's super divisive. And I said, well, tell me more. Why do you feel that way? You know, mm -hmm. and, and having the conversations and digging into understanding, you know, that, that some people feel uncomfortable having a conversation about women being empowered and stepping into leadership roles. Mm -hmm. It's different. And with everything, it's like, if that changes, what changes for me? what impacts will happen to me. Mm -hmm. And it has the converse, those conversations have been some of my favorite and not mm -hmm. necessarily how they started, sure, uh, but how they ended right? Sure. and how they continue on to this point, because I'm able to say, you know, I'm not a, an us versus them. I'm actually, I, I've said this a couple of times on the show. I'm not a futurist female yeah. hashtag user. I'm a futurist human. That's good us I love it. it's about bringing our feminine and masculine energy to the same table well because they're needed it's so needed and they're compliments to yes. each other and you and i being at our best 
does not cause our male counterparts to be at their worst. But if anything, it should give space for us both to shine how God has caused us to shine. Um, is it Mary, Marianne, Nelson Mandela quoted her. Her first name is Marianne. And oh, I, Marianne Williamson. Yes, you know the quote I'm referencing. Yes, yes. It's one of my favorites. Of, we're not doing anyone any favors to shrink back from the greatness and the power that has been given to us as females. No one. No one benefits from that. No so, one does. She's actually one of the Democratic presidential, not, uh, I saw that. Whatever. That, yep. that the, the term is escaping. 1,000 other yeah. people, but yes. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sad at how she's being, how, uh, really how she's being framed. Sure. I, you know, I don't, I don't know her. I know that quote from her. I've read some other things from her. I, I love the way that she thinks. I love the way that she brings spirituality in, into what she talks about. But I think that that quote has been one of those quotes that you hear so often mm-hmm. shared. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we all, it also gives us permission to mm-hmm. shine, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it, there's a little bit of that, you know, naughty, naughty, don't hide yourself. Mm-hmm. But there, there's also this permission part. And I think that that is part of when we are empowered women, when we know who we are, mm-hmm. and more importantly, when we know whose we are, Yes. That it gives us that power within Mm -hmm. to shine that light and show other women it's possible because we have been given a gift of speaking truth. Yes. And given the gift of speaking life. Yes. Giving life. And we, if we wrap all of that in grace Mm. and deliver it in a way that others are are capable of hearing it, like Mm -hmm. that's such a win for, for so many things. It's a win for Jesus. It's a win for the planet, for our communities. It's a win for Mm -hmm. our our families. It's a win for ourselves. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I, it was a good day. You know, I'm going to hear well done. (laughs) You're well done at the end of the day. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And that's that's a words of affirmation dream. The ultimate. Yes. For all of us out there that are words of affirmation people. Yes. So incredible. And I think that's, I love how you wrap what defines success right in with your sisterhood and all the things that you're doing um, in the people side of things, which leads mm-hmm. me to, I love the three words that you <laughs> just, so sharing the three words that describe you is always a bit of a, um, a nail biter for mm-hmm. guests because they're like three. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? So yeah. the three words that you chose were people, mm-hmm. smile, and passionate. Yeah. So give, give us a, a, a little bit of the why behind those words. Sure. People give me life. I mean, I just, obviously, it, maybe it's not obvious to some people. I am an extrovert on all cylinders. I, I come alive when I am with other people. And I see that in, in at least two of my three children, that they're, they're very similar in that. And I just, when people ask me, what's your dream job? And I was like, it can really be anything as long as it involves people. Please don't put me in a corner someplace where I don't get to interact with other humans. And I just, I need to be with people. The, the last position I had at the church, Fridays was pretty much everybody's off day. But at the central office where I worked, a lot of us were in the office, but then not really any of the pastors were in the office. So it was kind of like a ghost town. And oh, I hated Fridays. 
I mean, when do you ever hear people say that they hate Fridays? But I, I didn't care for them because I had to hunt to find other people. So I could talk to them for a few minutes and be like, okay, it was almost like I was getting a hit of oxygen. Yes. I'm good and I could go back and do my work. On the other days of the week, there was lots of activity buzzing around. And I didn't always have to talk to the people, but just being around people. So people, yeah. people, people, for sure. That's then, <laughs> people, people, people. I love people. it. Gotta have them. They make life better and they lead to the smile. I mean, if I, if I see a person, I'm going to smile. I try to be mindful when I'm driving. I'm usually thinking about a bunch of different things um, to just go ahead and, and smile. If I catch eyes with somebody while I'm driving, I try to smile at them. I am the driver. I don't know if they do this in Seattle. If somebody lets you in, you need to wave in that rear view mirror. Oh, heck, I wish they did it more. Yeah. I express appreciation because you just let me in. You didn't have to let me in, but you let me in. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, mean, I should do a whole blog post on that. <laughs> Good manners. <laughs> right? And it's such a beautiful ripple you create. Because I mean, it just, it's fun. When you smile at somebody and they smile back, it's really hard to not smile back. So, you know? Yeah. And um, if nothing else, like selfishly, and I, it just, it reminds me like, hey, you have something to smile about. I have a lot to smile about. I'm here, number one. I just heard somebody say, every day that you wake up, is God saying, I believe in you. Come on. That's so I, beautiful. I believe so much in you. I've given you another day. Thank you for this other day. And so, um, so yeah, smile. And then leading into passion. People are what drive my passion. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here, Portia. <laughs> and so uh, when I get to be with people, I smile and I smile at them. And that causes me to be passionate. And so. Uh, and, and you have such a big beautiful smile <laughs> it's like it's like a beacon right it's a hey if you want to be around somebody who is joyful and who is going to love on you right here like, here it is here i am yeah. you're like come here i'll tell you it gets me in trouble you know when you go to the store or the mall or someplace and there's someone selling something it gets me in trouble all of the time oh, because they think that i want whatever it is that they're selling and i don't you're they like, the bad signal. Oh, no. They're like, I'm just, I see you, but no, no, I don't want your thing. <laughs> yeah. You get a t-shirt. Like, I'm smiling. That doesn't mean yes. Right. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. So what I want people to take from that is when you know what fills your soul tank, that's what I call it on my mm -hmm. side of the, the country here, is when you know what fills your soul tank, for you, it's people, right? Yeah sharing time with people, mm -hmm. do that as much as you can. For sure. right? That is intensely part of your purpose is to yeah. be around people. Yeah. I am an ambivert. I actually prefer to be alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I love my downtime. That is where I feel. So, so while I am an actor, I love to be on the stage. I love to share the message. I love to put on my costume and do my thing and mm -hmm. live that out loud on purpose and on my own terms, right? Like doing what I know I'm meant to do. I don't get fueled by being in a room full of people. Is it draining? I'm fueled when I'm at a table of six. Got it. And I can dig in. I, I remember watching this interview between Amy Schumer and Oprah. Okay. And I, I mean, two incredibly opposite women. <laughs> <laughs> And they're, they're talking and, and Oprah says, well, you probably would be surprised to, if I, if I shared something about myself and he was like, I think I 
what it is. And the both of them are introverts. And I think that there, I think God protects those of uh, the energy, our energy through being introverts and extroverts. Oh, yeah. It's not about being shy, right? No, no it's, it's about not. How, you, how you are filled and how yeah. you truly become energized. And it's such a beautiful thing mm -hmm. when you actually can admit who you are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, no. Like, no. Is, is, now, is Clinton an introvert or an extrovert? He is an introvert, and sometimes people think because he's on a stage and he's very exuberant in worship and praise. I mean, like, the man dances before the Lord. And I know, I know, I've seen it. of spirit. It's not a show. Um, in fact, he doesn't like to perform. Um, because people are always like, oh, you should go on, like, The Voice, or you should do that. That's not really his thing. But if he's with a group of people and leading them into the presence of God, that's his thing. And so um, when we do parties or picnics, uh, the band will often do cover tunes. He will do it. Mm -hmm. He does not love it. And so sometimes we'll be out at a party and he's being amazing and on. And I will lean over and say, hey, don't you use up all of your energy right now. That's um, but then I've also learned over the years to be mindful to give him the space to recharge and that it's okay. And our oldest, um, also, you would think that he masks that he's an extrovert, but he's not. He refuels by being by himself. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until he went to school and he would come home and he would play by himself for 30 or 40 minutes and just not come out of his room. And then I went, oh, okay. To the point that now if he doesn't get, we call it by myself time, um, I try to make sure that he has it because he is, he's better. He is, a, he is a better version of himself when he gets by himself time. And we get, we get along better. <laughs> so huge. You know, I, I'm a work in progress. I learn about myself all the time. Right. And it took me a long time to, to realize that, that being a, an actor, that's, you know, that's kind of what the, that archetype is, right? The, yeah. the person who leads on a stage mm -hmm. that, because I would fight it. I would say, you know, like, uh, eh, I don't, I don't want, like, I, I want to shine a light on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, that the one to many, similar mm -hmm. to, to for Clinton, right? Mm -hmm. Being the one singing over the many, mm -hmm. like that there's power in being that role for God. Mm -hmm. and I think it, the, the part that is difficult for, for the actors out there, for the, those who lead the one to many, the ones who have to go out there and, mm -hmm. and do the show. Right. And, and it's, it's not a dirty thing. It's actually a beautiful thing. It, it takes a while to get used to the fact that that's your role though. And, and find your peace in this isn't about me. It is about him. Mm -hmm. However, like my role is to be the best I can be so that I can shine a light bright enough so that those who are sitting in the back row who are hiding yeah. <laughs> right now, like their hands slowly goes up. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. And, it takes courage to do that. And, and it really, is, it's an honor in every role we play. We just had a, a really interesting message a couple of weeks ago here at, at Eastridge. And they were talking about, you know, all the different body parts, you know, the scripture around them. And yeah. you might know what it is since I know one of your things that you're trying to work on is memorizing scripture with reference. With references. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Uh, but we're like, we, we, our bodies cannot function in in perfect harmony if if it was all hands. Oh, that would be weird. It would be so weird. Or if we were all feet, like yeah. 
And, and I love, I love that, that reminder that yes. sometimes I am the mouth. Sometimes I am the one that is out there speaking, and, but sometimes I'm the arms that are, are hugging. And sometimes mm -hmm. I can be the feet that are leading people in a different direction. It's just, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be scary. Right. Because I, I know that we're all in it together and I'm not feet walking by themselves or a mouth just standing over here. One of the, one of the pastor's kids was like, can you imagine like if our nose was where our mouth was and our mouth was where our ears were like, yeah. and I think you just through the mouths of, uh, of babes, right? Like it was such a weird visual, but I thought it's so true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have to play our part. Psst. You're listening to the fire up podcast. We'll be right back to our moxie chat after this quick break. Have you heard about my next free mini course on crushing your fear of missing out? also known as FOMO, and embracing JOMO, the joy of missing out during the holiday season? If you're ready to give your best yes and most confident no replies to those invitations you receive throughout the holiday season, as well as ready to create more margin for what matters, please join me. The new Fierce Freebie will go live on one of my favorite days, 11-11. So be sure to hop on over to debratrapin.com slash minicourse and enter your email to receive it and more details on the topic. That's debratrapin.com slash minicourse. And now back to our Moxielicious conversation. So let's talk about advice. Okay. So um, I'd love to hear the best advice you've ever received. And then I want to kind of get some advice out of you. So what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I ever received, I was in my 20s. Actually, I was on the brink of turning 30. And I had a really great position. Um, I'm an educator by profession. That's why my bachelor's is in elementary education. And my master's is in educational administration. And so I had a really good job. Um, and it looked great on paper. And it was fun saying what I did because people would be like, Oh, you're so young. And this is what you did. And, um, but I really felt I needed to do something different. And so I'd gone away for a weekend to just be alone and to pray and to think and to try to discern what I was supposed to do. And, um, I was talking to one of my uncles, not really my uncle, but my uncle, because that's how tight our families were. And he said, Portia, and I don't even remember the pastor he referenced. This was not original with him. He said, if it is not sin, if you have not heard a direct word from the Lord, make a choice and be happy. Mm. And um, I have used that filter so many times because God has a plan and purpose for my life. God has a plan and purpose for everyone's life. But God also gives us common sense and he gives us discernment. The word of God says that um, the steps of the righteous are ordered by him. And so whether you turn to the left or to the right, he'll tell you if you're going in the right or the wrong way. And if I were to make a really bad decision, I am confident that he would direct me and say, hey, I, I need you to go this way. Mm -hmm. um, and so that has just helped me. And I have told many, many people that of, hey, if you're trying to make a decision, here's a really good filter. If you don't have a direct word from the Lord, if it's not sin, choose are you going to like this? I think that sometimes we think God's going to always ask us to do things that we don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how he made us. I mean, yes, stretching and growing is not always comfortable, but um, some of the decisions that we make, they absolutely can be. Um, for example, my husband, I clearly heard the Lord say, 
do you want this man? And I said, uh, not audibly, but just in my heart, I just knew that God was asking, do you want this man? I was like, well, I only want him if you want me to want him, because if you don't want me to want him, then I don't want him. (laughs) The next day, I felt in my heart again, do you want this man? I was like, yes, Lord, I I want to marry this man. He's like, all right. Now, it was almost a year before he proposed to me after that. Um, (laughs) You're like, hello. Like, I wonder, you know, what if I've been like, no, I don't want this guy. (laughs) You know, I'd have a very different story because he served Jesus. We had similar backgrounds. I mean, all all those different things were there. But I think it really came down to, is this the one you want? Because if this is the one you want, I will bless it and I will say yes. And he's the one for me, you know? I don't think about what my life would be like otherwise. I think, oh, man, if I had married some of the other people, God help us. It would have been <laughs> right? Man. Divine protection is unanswered prayers, let me right? tell you. I'm so thankful that the Lord had me marry Clinton Allen because he makes me better. I am a better person. I am a better Portia because Clinton is in my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. And I love this sentiment of, and reminder that we, if we just slow down and listen, there's still small voices with us. Mm -hmm. And like I was walking with Lizzie who has appeared a couple times already. Um, <laughs> and I had this feeling, this, you know, the still small voice saying, go back and check on that woman. Like, mm-hmm. and I was, at first I was like, oh, please. Like, what do you, like, you get in that woman's business? Because she's mm-hmm. watering her plants, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. cool. like, and so I thought, you know what? No, because I'm, this is going to be an earworm for like the next month if I do yeah. not do this, because yeah. I know. Yeah. That when I hear that, it's not me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stop trying to take credit for every thought in your head, sister. Right. And so I, I really, honestly, I all I did was walk back, saw her, gave her a little wave. She mm-hmm. smiled, and I was like, okay, she's good. All right. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was just she just needed to see someone see her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I did like it. And immediately, I felt peace. I was like, okay, I've done. I've done it. Yes. Again, exercise and obedience. Yes. Yes. You know, will you listen? Like in the small things, will you will you do the small thing? Okay, great, because something else is coming. You listen yes. to me here. I know you will listen to me there. Yes, so true. That's and that really is. You know, I am a firstborn in our family order, okay. and I am a high D type A. I I enjoy rules in that I like to see where there is a boundary. And if I don't agree with it, if I don't feel it's just, I'll break it. Sure, sure. But I do enjoy a certain amount of, okay, here's where we're going. Cause that's justice is a huge value of mine. It's in my top five. Mm-hmm. And things can, can only in my mind be just or not if I know where my solid ground is. Sure. And this conversation around like, are you listening? Are you being obedient? Are you doing those things? Like that to me, it's. I know where my ground is. I know right from wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it makes it easier to step up and lean in when I hear those things. And I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a right thing. Mm-hmm. Do this thing. This mm-hmm. is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, when we step in and we're doing, we lean into doing more yeah. of the good things. It fills that soul tank and it leaves us wanting more of that. 
right? It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't leave us feeling sad or like in, in that case, had I just kept walking, I, I would have been miserable. I, I know myself. I would have been like, what happened? Did she slip? Did she fall? Is she laying there? Like, <laughs> what was I supposed to be doing? And I didn't do it. Um, so I think that that's, that's so beautiful. Let's swing back around to advice that you, like when, when you are leading women, when you are leading them in conversations at sisterhood, like how, what advice would you give the women who are in the sisterhood with you there to help you? How, how can you advise them? How can you speak into them right now and say, if there is something I, if there's something you could do, Mm -hmm. this is what I, this would help me. This would help me help you help me. Sure. First and foremost, with knowing that the goal of sisterhood is that um, people would be known. Um, And as they're being known, we feel like that that is an avenue for them to know God through um, the person of Jesus. And so first and foremost, I'm just like, Hey, did you feel welcomed? Did you feel like you belonged? Yeah, I did. Great. Do that for somebody else. Yes, um, yes. And I know that might seem, well, of course, but sometimes we don't always think like that um, because we're dealing with our own thing or we're focused on, man, I've not been a part of something for so long. Um, I think it is really, really important that what you've received that is good, that you give it to other people. And so by connecting with other people that are in sisterhood with you, then you're aware of needs that happen. Then you're aware of hey, we were talking and we think that we should do this. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. So a lot of things happen organically because connections have been made and they wouldn't have happened unless connections were made. So here's a very simple example. We eat every sisterhood on our weekly um, gatherings and I love it. And um, the morning sisterhood that I'm a part of, we tend to be more brunchy because it's in the morning. The evening, sometimes people bring like chili and like crock pots full of like meat and oh, so good. So this is my point. <laughs> this is gonna sound super dumb, but so I don't nervous. think that the food would be as good if women weren't making connections because they're having conversations and they're connecting and they're going, hey, let's bring this. And then someone just goes, oh, let's bring this. And then we unintentionally have a theme on the back table. Very, very simple example, but that all comes from connection. But if you just came just for you, and didn't connect with other people and really didn't engage in what was happening at your table or what was happening in a large group, I don't think the food would be as good. I have no scientific evidence to back that up. This is purely circumstantial. But connection breeds so much more life. So when women were, if they were to say, what can I do to help? If you connect, man, that handles so much because the biggest things that we deal with as leaders is someone didn't feel connected. And yes. we can't connect to every single woman that comes. But no. if every woman connects to at least one other woman, we win. Everybody wins. Yes. And so I uh, think that's so beautiful. And I, so first, <laughs> the crock pot. <laughs> I'm sorry, that could not be more Midwest. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've experienced it personally, right? I've, I've walked into that room. Now I walked in with Syl. Right. Mm-hmm. So I walked in with my person mm-hmm. and that creates that, that comfort buffer, especially for the introverts in the space. Right. Mm-hmm. To, and so I think 
it, connection is incredibly important as is bringing someone along, right? Like, and, and being open in the women's conference space on that circuit, being a woman who speaks and being an introvert, it is so awkward sometimes walking into those events. Sure. Where like these women do life together, they do church every Sunday, you know, they live and breathe with each other. And so when you walk in, mm-hmm. it is so incredibly important what you're talking about, Portia. The, the, the women who, who know also how to read the energy of other humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like slow down, you know, don't come bouncing like an energizer bunny out up to somebody who, you know, looks like they're in a Zen state. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, it does make it so I, I can lean in faster when there uh, when a sister in the room has greeted me mm-hmm. right when, mm-hmm. and a, a simple hello mm-hmm. starts a conversation and a, a wink you know a little wink across the room like I have come for you like I can yeah. have a conversation with you it's mm-hmm. so important I love that I think that's such beautiful advice and I'm certain that that will help somebody step out of their comfort zone next time they're at a, a sisterhood event I hope so. let's talk about what's coming up for you and mm-hmm. how we can support you I know I did hear through the grapevine that you are part of a new podcast series I am. Um, there is a Ill. podcast that um, it's called She Speaks Stories. It's amazing because there's power um, when we share our stories, right? Because you can identify with at least something. And um, so I had the opportunity to be a guest back in November of 2018. And then we did a follow up about a month ago. And then I got a phone call. They're like, Portia. Would you pray and consider being a guest host once a month? And so I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to say yes, but I will take time to stop and think and talk to my husband and those that are in my circle. And so I'm super excited. I'm just going to be guest hosting um, once a month. And so we actually we had a logistics meeting recently. And so it's just really fun to be a part of a team where we laugh. That is so, oh my goodness, for me, that's just super important. We got to be able to laugh. Um, and people. Yes, and those people. And so we uh, just to talk about some future guests and what that's going to look like, and hearing their story. And um, I love being a part of team. And I don't know what all God is going to do, but because it's something that His people are involved in, God's going to do something. And so that's on the horizon and really exciting because I love these women very, very much, and they're very real. I did not know how desperately. I need to be around people who will tell the truth of like, hey, how's your day? Actually, it's kind of a bad day. Yes. Period. You know, it's okay. It's okay to say that. Or it's a great day. Or it's not, you know, insert whatever adjective you need to to describe your day. Yes. Yes. And, or or simply like in my world, as an introvert, small talk hurts. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I have okay. a queen of small talk. And I am so thankful for you. I am so thankful for the Porsches on this planet (laughs) that think, oh, my gosh, let's dig in. I'm like, could you give me this deep, juicy issue? Like, I want to dig in, right? I don't want to. My favorite thing is the, the, how was your flight? Mm -hmm. I get that all the time because of all the flying I do. I'm like, well, it was good here. 
<laughs> like I never really quite know what to say. And actually in that, the conversation I was sharing earlier about Oprah and Amy Schumer, she said the same thing. And I was busting up because she was yeah. like, well, it went up, <laughs> down. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. I'm like, what, I, what kind of gem can I share? Like, I'm the person who puts, you know, I put my headphones on. I listen to all of the podcasts I don't have time for during the week when I'm on a flight. And like, I am in my bubble, right? I am not the person who's sitting chit chatting with the person next to him. That is my husband. Like everyone is his, is a potential new best friend to him that he meets. And this is, this is why God has us together. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I'm actually not very chatty on the plane. There's a small window when I sit down and I assess who's around me and I will say hello. And if they want to talk, I will talk. But if they give the, I really don't want to talk to you, I'm, I will respect your space yeah. and I will talk to you. And, yeah. But I also have little children. And so flying is very restful for me. So I also, I'm just like, if you don't want to talk, I'm cool. Cause I've been talking to little kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting space. That's for sure being on a plane. But yeah, up and down. Uh, I think that's, that's fun, right? I think it's, that's what makes sisterhood so exciting is that there are some women who love small talk, who love chit chat. Mm-hmm. And then there are women like me who would much rather have an hour one on one with you, you know, sure. hanging out here mm-hmm. on video chat, looking in your face, hearing your stories. And I love that. I love humans. Like, and I am so excited. So I I know she speaks is a a conference I've kind of watched from afar. Is that related to this podcast? No, I think that she speaks truth. And then this one is, I don't think there's a a, a third word, but um, we don't have a conference yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that they do actually do live events. Um, periodically where they will have live storytellers tell their story and um, which is amazing and um, I'm hoping that I can sometimes surprise and show up at one that would be an absolute blast that would be amazing um, how how do my listeners find that podcast where on anywhere you list here podcast you can find them she speaks okay. stories mm-hmm. okay so what I'm gonna do is I'll make sure in the the show notes that we drop a link to that mm-hmm. for sure and any kind of website or anything that has additional information on there. Um, I always ask also questions like, do you have a, a book or an e-course coming up? And you said that you do want to write a book someday. I do want to write a book someday. I actually, um, on this podcast, when they had me back, I would like to have something written in the next three years. I'm writing short things. I'm, I'm blogging a little bit, and then I split up with video blogs because I'm much more comfortable talking to you than writing to you. <laughs> but it is a muscle that I am exercising. And so in the meantime, like I'm right, I, I wrote part of the curriculum for our sisterhood this semester yeah. and taking speaking engagements. My next conference is in October. I'm super excited for that. Um, Are you speaking at Sparkle? I have not had those conversations yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you're going to speak at Sparkle. That would be amazing to see you there. Is it going to be at the same place? I'm going to be at the same place one more year. And then 2020, we're going to be at the same place, but across the hall, because it's the 25th anniversary of River Valley Church. So Sparkle is in August. Yes. And we'll have Sparkle on Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, 
everybody from all the campuses of Berlin Valley Church are coming together for one ginormous service. I can barely stand it. It's going to be so amazing. Wait a minute. Did you say they're moving Sparkle to August in 2020? I did say that. Oh my gosh. Is that known? It is known. They just put it out on social media uh, Monday or Tuesday of this week. And so um, it's the 25th anniversary. And so it is going to be one heck of a weekend. And we have to be out there in July for the for Fourth of July at yeah. the Connors, and yeah. we have to be out there in August. I mean, seriously, we just need to buy a lakefront cabin in Minnesota. This is ridiculous the amount of travel we do there. It's just you might as well. <laughs> might as well, well right? <laughs> I no, love that. Oh my goodness, I have loved this chat. I feel like we could just keep talking and going on and on and on. I would love to have you back on the show after you've had a couple of the new podcasts under your belt. Uh, that would be fun. That process for you because I, there are a lot of women who listen mm-hmm. that have that want to get into podcasting. They want to get into helping others tell their stories. They want to be part of that. So I would love for them to hear how the journey is going for you. If for sure. Doing that. that would be fun. Yes. All right. Before we say goodbye, there's two questions. One is, what does Moxie mean to you? Yes. Oh, man. Sassiness with class. <laughs> okay. Because I think, I mean, there's sassy, but then there's Moxie. And I think when you have Moxie, the class is what allows you to read the room and be like, mm, they can only handle me up to a five. They can handle me up to an eight, you know? I think <laughs> Moxie allows you to adjust your sass, and what allows you to do that is because you got class going along with your sass. Does that make sense? Oh, my goodness. I love this. <laughs> I think that might end up being a meme for this, this podcast. <laughs> uh, that is so great. I love it. You know, the term Moxie has really resonated inside this community, mm-hmm. you know, partly because it is one of those words that isn't everywhere. Right. It isn't everywhere. Not a lot of people use it. I also think that it's just one of those words that is a little bit elusive. It doesn't have a solid meaning to most. And mm-hmm. so we can all make it our own. So I appreciate oh, sharing what it means to you. Uh, what about the last bit of advice that you have for any of the lionesses who are listening in today and the bold men? We do have sure. the lionesses and the bold men. I would say it's important to give yourself self-talk, um, good self-talk and encourage yourself. And I regularly give myself a pep talk of, Hey, breathe. You're okay. And um, you were stronger than you think you are. And you are bringing weight and you are bringing something to the table. And that's not just me. That's every person. You are bringing something to the table. You are bringing what only you can bring. So you might as well go ahead and bring it. That's not an automatic thing that I think. It's something that I have to be super intentional to remind myself. Hey, breathe. You're okay. You're stronger than you think you are. And bottom line, I'm not alone. Everywhere I go, the creator of the universe goes with me. Come on. I'm not alone. I don't have to be afraid. So you don't either. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful way to wrap up this chat. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for pouring your love and light into the lionesses of this community. I know they are going to love you and their lives are going to change. You've enhanced it. And, and I'm, I pray that those who really truly needed to hear the word mm-hmm. had an open mind today as they listened to mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful words that you shared. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie, and fire. Want more information on what we talked about today? You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, debratraben.com. Search the podcast title and voila! If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.